right, we want to go ahead and welcome you all to another episode of Disciple Talks. I am your host, Esco the Disciple, kicking it with you guys for a couple of moments. And for all of you, for all of you, I appreciate you bearing with me. I'm not the most technically inclined person, but I am learning as I go. Um, those of you that are looking at the live broadcast, you see that I do have a special guest along with me. This is one of my very good friends, someone who has definitely been an encouragement to me on my mental health journey. So I want to introduce you all to Nurse Shay, aka Shayna. She told me I could call her Shay, Nurse Shay. I just like Nurse Shay because it sounds dope to me. Hey y'all. Hey y'all. She is a RN out of the Philadelphia area, and um, she has a lot of knowledge on this particular topic. Um, so go ahead and introduce yourself to your people. Um, hey guys, um, I'm Shayna, Nurse Shay. Shay. Um, you know, we're here tonight to talk about something that's really important and something that's ignored by a lot of people, um, and that is mental health. Um, not only do I have inside information because I'm an RN, but I also have inside information too because I suffer from anxiety myself, a panic disorder. So I'm here to enlighten some folks and maybe motivate some folks to do the right thing when it comes to mental health and mental health awareness. Absolutely, absolutely. One of the things that kind of encouraged me to be more um, in the forefront when it comes to mental health is actually hearing um, Shay's story. she was a person who I used to see online, just like just like a free spirit, always bubbly, always having a good time. Unbeknown to me that she was actually struggling with something. And then when she shared her story to me, I thought it was it was really intriguing because some of the things that she experienced, I experienced as well. So, Nurse Shea, if you could just talk to the people and just kind of give a little bit of background as far as like how your mental health journey started and then we can kind of go from there. Well, I am not normally an anxious person. Nobody would ever think that I'm an anxious person. People think I'm like so put together, you know, that's how I come across. And I actually probably started for me somewhere around when COVID started. I think they had to do a lot to do with like people's mental health, especially in the healthcare field, because we saw a lot of stuff, a lot of bad stuff. Um, so I think that's where it all started for me. Um, I would have little bouts of anxiety and I didn't necessarily know what it was. I just wasn't feeling like myself. And, you know, I would kind of address it a little bit, but if things didn't go the way I felt like they needed to go, I would just brush it off. And eventually my anxiety would go away until my daughter um, was admitted to CHOP Children's Hospital Philadelphia. And I think that's kind of like what pushed me over the edge because nobody wants to have a sick kid. So following that, I started having um, crazy symptoms, which would wake me up out of my sleep. I would wake up and my heart rate would be like, you know, you know, a normal heart rate. Let me put some knowledge on y'all for the, for the folks that don't know. A normal heart rate is 80 to 100. I would wake up out of my sleep and my heart rate would be 160. That's a crazy heart rate. I would be feeling dizzy. I would be feeling like um, short of breath. 
I would feel like I was about to pass out. My voice even would change. Like, it was so strange. And I was thinking, as a nurse, that this was some type of medical thing that was going on with me. So I've been to, I had been to the emergency room about four or five times for the same thing. And when I went to the emergency room for these things, for these symptoms that I was, was experiencing, they would draw the legs, they would give me some IVs, they would give me some IV fluid, and all the symptoms would go away, and they'd be like, you're fine. So me being, you know, in the healthcare profession, I thought that because my heart rate was in the 160s, that it was a cardiac-related thing. So I was following up with cardiology, I was following up with my doctors, and nobody could find anything wrong. I got all the testing done and, you know, nothing was was wrong but i was like i was like no 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 there's something wrong there's something wrong so this time last year i went to um the dominican republic with one of my girlfriends and just before i went the night before i went i woke up with the same symptoms heart rate in the 150s shortness of breath but i had an addition symptom my temperature was 94.8 or something like that normal temperature is like 98 so I was really cold and I was shivering I didn't know what was going on so I was like torn between going to the emergency room and potentially missing my trip or just chalking it up and going on my trip anyway I decided to chalk it up and go on my trip anyway and every single night while I was in the Dominican Republic I was, now I know, I was having panic attacks. Mm. Wow. So basically you were just ignoring the symptoms, thinking, you know, for the sake of having a good time, but not really, really dealing with what was going on in the moment. Right. Because cause you wanted to have a good
because I didn't know what else to do. I was like, this has to be anxiety. It can't be anything else. They've run all these tests. They're running all these tests, but something is really wrong. And I, you know, the panic attacks, if anybody has ever suffered from them, they take a lot out of you. They take a lot of your energy. You imagine your body just releasing all kinds of adrenaline. Sometime back, 
it really put things in perspective for me and what I was going through to really seek out help. And that's the thing that I want to drive, the point that I want to drive home is, is that it's okay to not be okay. But what is not okay is to not be okay and not do something about it. Exactly. And exactly. And one of the things that you encouraged me to do was, hey, look, it's you know, you're not crazy. And here I am thinking, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a spiritual guy, I have a relationship with God, so I shouldn't have these issues that I'm having. But yet you were one of the main people that was like, no, it's okay. Like, you know, these mental health issues are no respect of a person. So just because you have a particular title or just because you're a particular, um, you live your life a certain way does not um, negate you from actually having those things happen to you. So I definitely appreciate you kind of sharing that. Um, so another thing that I do want you to kind of talk about for the people as well is your, you know, your willingness to seek out help like what made what what really drove the point home for you to where you was like okay i really need help to get a hold on this situation that i'm dealing with i didn't have another choice i i really didn't i felt like i didn't have another choice i had had been having panic attacks for probably two years but they were spaced out one here one six months later maybe one a year later but when I started having panic attacks daily is when I was like, oh no, I need to do something about this. It's just one of the scariest feelings that you could ever experience. Absolutely. You literally feel like you're about to die. That's how I can, that's the only way I can explain it. And anybody who's had a panic attack in the past knows exactly what I mean. I literally I feel like- happened to him, I thought I was, I felt like, I thought I was having a heart attack. That, that's what that's that like to me. So, yeah, yeah go ahead. So, you know, I was able to, I was able to brush it off, push it away because the panic attacks were here and there and my anxiety symptoms will come. And then, you know, I may like, like look for a therapist if things didn't go my way. I'll forget about it because my, my anxiety symptoms will go away. But when the point, when the time came that, it was like a daily thing. I was like, I gotta do something. I can't survive like that. And it's just, that's when I saw how people can like do things like self-medicating, you know, drinking alcohol or using like recreational drugs to help cope with whatever symptoms, symptoms they're feeling. I could see why people would start doing that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, once I started feeling terrible and you know, I was talking to other people that had, you know, anxiety themselves, and they were like, this sounds like, like you might be having anxiety and panic attacks. And I was like, maybe so. But I was like, still not convinced until all my testing came back normal. And then after everything came back normal, I was like, okay, yeah. My therapist tells me all the time, she was like, girl, when I met you, I was cracking up because you had such a nurse mentality. You had such a healthcare worker mentality. You could not wrap your head around the fact that these symptoms were coming from mental health, mm -hmm. that it wasn't a physical thing that was going on with you. And I'm like, it's just insane that the body can manifest these symptoms based on your mental health. It's, it's, it's crazy what the brain really can do. And these physical symptoms, I just knew 
in my heart of hearts that I had a medical condition. Nothing. And that's so I had to get help. I, it was like I couldn't take it anymore. I felt like I was about to burst with anxiety and there was nothing else but to get help. I had to. Yeah. And that's why your your story is so unique because with you being in the medical field, I'm sure you was probably self-diagnosing yourself like, I, you know, I'm having a heart attack or I'm having a stroke or I'm having... And that was probably like the first yep. thing is relying on yes. medical knowledge yep. to try to self-diagnose all the while that you are really going through a, a mental event. Yep. Um, so if you can just expound on the, the, like the, the medical side versus the mental side based on like your medical knowledge as well as like what you you personally have gone through, you can expound on that a little bit more for the people as well. Um, well, anxiety, um, I feel like once it gets to, well, first of all, I still don't know what triggers my panic attacks. I still, to this day, I don't know. Um, but somehow it's amazing that your brain can just throw your body into these symptoms based on what you're dealing with mentally. I just, anxiety, um, physically, it just feels like, like um, your body is completely tense. You never feel at rest. And that's the only way I can explain it. Um, I also had other weird symptoms. I had um, pressure in my left ear that was not able to be explained. I went to the doctors about it. And I think looking back on it now that it was anxiety that I was having. I had pressure in my left ear, kind of like the pressure that you feel when you're on a plane, but it was constant. And all of a sudden, one day I woke up with this pressure in my ear. I went to ENTs, I went to my doctor. I had a CAT scan done on my sinuses. I had a CAT scan done on my head. Nothing came back. Everything came back normal. So it's just crazy to me that these symptoms can present like that. And it's all related to your mental health. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, there's so many different symptoms that you can feel like um, there's like a whole list of symptoms um that you can feel that you know are associated with anxiety and panic attacks and honestly the only thing that my doctors couldn't explain my psychiatrist my psychiatrist my therapist my doctors the only thing that they could not explain was the low temperatures but i just recently uh read something that nocturnal um panic attacks meaning panic attacks that happen at night are often associated with increased temperatures and decreased temperatures. So that gave me a little bit of comfort knowing like, I was like, why am I so, I, like I will wake up out of my sleep shivering and take my temperature. And like I said, it would be like 94, 95. It was crazy. So um, doing a little research gave me a little more comfort just to know that 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 was one of the symptoms that can come from panic attacks and uh, anxiety as well. So. so, not to put words in your mouth, but what I'm gathering is, is that, and this is something actually I've experienced myself, is that if you don't feel like you normally would feel, it's important to, first of all, get checked out to make sure that it's not anything medically related, but then also realize that it is possible that it could not be medical related and that more so it could be something that is um 
dealing with your mental health. And it's so important that I, I want people to get this is that your mental health is, it is health. Mental health is just as important to you as your physical health is. And a lot of people tend to blow mental health off. It's like, oh, I'm crazy or, oh, you know, I'm just not wrapped too tight in my head. But it is something that can be very serious. It can be very debilitating. Um, I remember you you were talking to me one time and you said something about how you were like almost debilitated for weeks. Um, yeah, I was out of work for six weeks right. dealing with this. I was out of work. I could not function. I couldn't function as a mother. My mom stayed here off and on for the six weeks that I was out. Like normal things that you would be able to do, I could not focus on doing them. I was just completely focused on um, my anxiety. I was like debilitated. Like normal things that you normally do, I couldn't do them. So that six weeks, was that after you had diagnosis of anxiety or was that before the, the diagnosis after right after like during like right when i was diagnosed i had to stay i stayed out for six weeks stayed out for six weeks um the medication when you start taking it usually takes about six to eight weeks to kick in so it wasn't like a it wasn't like a miracle it wasn't like a right away i was better the medication has to build up in your system you have to take the medication every day and I did, I was doing therapy twice a week and I just had to work on myself and there was no way I could do that and go to work too. Like, it was just way too much. I, I felt like I wasn't being a mom. My kids are looking at me like, what is going on with my mom? Like, she's sleeping all the time. She's just not herself. It was completely debilitating. Yes, it was. But yet, you know, you came out of it. And, you know, again, I, I don't want to dwell on your background in medicine, kind of knowing like, okay, like I have to get the medicine in my system and I have to give it a chance. But I think what a lot of people tend to misunderstand about mental health is that you can't just take a pill once, go to one or two therapy sessions and then expect everything to be back to normal. Um, it's an ongoing process and here it is how many that happened you said at the last year okay so okay so it's a year later and you are still working on it right you're still you're still going to still taking my medicine i'm still in therapy it is an ongoing process you know some of these things that we are feeling anxious about or depression or whatever it is are deep-rooted issues that we don't even know that we have until we start addressing them and then they're like you're
knowing my limits. I have a really hard time. I'm the type of person that when I'm when something comes up, you know, something crazy happens or something comes about, I just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And I don't give my chance myself a chance to this is, might be a lot for me and she was like now because you have these panic attacks and you have anxiety you have to check yourself and be like alright wait this is a lot I'm going through let's slow down let's think about this let's recognize that this might be a, a situation where I might be having panic attacks let's recognize these things and so I'm working on that too being able because I'll I, you know my therapist will be like okay hey Shay how's everything going and I'm like everything's fine we'll get into a session and she's like Everything is not fun. Fine. It's not fine. Like, listen to all the stuff you're telling me. You're telling me you need to be able to recognize that you got a lot going on sometimes. And you have to slow down and recognize that because it might be a trigger for you and your anxiety. So that's something that I'm working on too. triggers might not be something that would affect another person but yet it's something that causes issues for you right uh really just taking the time you know there's a verse in the bible that says examine thyself where basically you have to look at your own individual situation and fix you first and foremost right because right. you can't be anything for anyone else we have kids we have jobs we have you know significant others we have all these different things we can't be anything for anyone else if we are not operating as optimally as possible exactly. and it's very important for us to really take take heed to that and that's why i'm so glad and i'm so thankful for you to really share your story because 
you have a very unique perspective, you being in the medical field, you having gone through, you know, your events as well. So you can kind of speak from a medical standpoint and also from the mental health standpoint. Um, so I definitely appreciate you, you know, being so open and share that. And speaking of being open, why do you feel that is an, it is important to speak to people about mental health? I'm a candid person in general. I'm very candid. You know that. You see me on Instagram. I'm very candid about, you know, my life. This is no different. And I feel like um, nothing in life happens by mistake. Everything is planned. Everything is written. So my journey, it was supposed to happen exactly the way it happened. Um, I'm a different person because of what I went through a year ago. I'm a completely different person. I'm a completely different nurse. So many times I've had patients that have suffered from anxiety, and I'd be like, she needs to calm down. Like, why is she so high? She's so anxious. Like, she needs to just calm down. I would never say that today. I would never say anything like that. In the Black community, there's stigma attached to mental health disorders. There is. And, you know, with everything, I'm speaking specifically to black folks, with everything that we go through on the daily, all the struggles we go through on the daily, mental health is a real thing. People suffer from depression. They suffer from anxiety just based on what they go through from the day-to-day basis. So I feel like it's my job to let people know that this is what mental health looks like. I may look completely normal. I look like I'm having fun. I look like I live this great life. But that's what mental health looks like. It it has no pics. Anybody can suffer from mental health. So, you know, it's just, I feel like it's important for me to let people know that it's okay, that it's okay to ask for help, you know, it's okay to take medication and it's okay to do therapy. It's nothing wrong with it. That's that's my purpose now. Anybody and anybody anybody who wants to talk to me about it, my door is completely open one hundred percent. Because I think it's so important. It's a lot of people dying from, you know, things related to mental health like suicide and you know, there's people dying from this. It's not a joke, it's not a game. And, you know, I think that, and I'm just like, I mean, if I was still feeling that way for weeks and weeks and weeks, what would I have been capable of doing? Maybe I was incapable of taking my own life because I couldn't, didn't know how to handle things. It's a very serious thing, and I think it's really important, and I just think that not enough people talk about it. So I'm going to talk about it because I want to help people. And you definitely helped me, that's for sure, because when I wasn't sure if I wanted to go forth and share my story when it came to mental health, you was like, nah, you you know, you almost have to because, you know, people might not necessarily be able to relate to somebody like a doctor or somebody who's in a particular position. But like you said, mental health it looks like somebody who's perfectly fine. You know, if any anybody that, that knows Shay, she's, you know, party you know, partying and having a good time really enjoying life but yet still struggling so just because you don't look the part like look like crazy or anything like that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't have issues beneath the 
say that a lot of people like me tend to hide those things because they don't want to be talked about. They don't want to have a, you know, a stigma placed on them. So the fact that you are so candid about that was one of the things that I really admired about you. You know, we've had conversations about, you know, taking medicine and all that, and you were very candid about your own struggles and what have you. So I definitely appreciate you for being so candid. And, you know, what she's saying is true. She's very, very much so open about discussing like her issues and taking medicine therapy and that sort of thing as well so if there is anything that you can say to anyone that might not be sure on how they're going to address the issues that they may be feeling what would you say to them i would say to them what i said to you mental health yes it's a mental issue but at the same time it's a medical issue so if a person is diagnosed with diabetes, if a person is diagnosed with hypertension, the doctor is going to tell you that you need to take these medications to survive. It's the same exact thing. And I'm laughing because I remember you telling me that it's like if you would, if you have a medical condition, you would take medicine to deal with that medical issue. So why wouldn't you take medication to deal with the mental issue? I remember you saying that. I, that's that's why I'm laughing because I remember yep. conversation. Right. Yeah. You know, and it might be a lifelong thing. You have to be okay with it though, because what what plays back in my mind is how bad I felt a year ago. I don't ever want to feel like that again. And if therapy and medication is going to keep me from feeling like I felt a year ago, I'm going to keep taking it. There's nothing. Oh, did I lose you? You went mute. You went mute. I don't know what you just did, but you just went mute. You went silent. I can't, we can't hear you. <laughs> Tell you, nah, these, these are phones, I'm telling you. <laughs> Hold on, I might have to bring you down and bring you back. Hold on. Sorry about that, guys. She She's just so passionate about it. Oh, let me bring her back up. Okay. My son had FaceTime me. That's what happened. But, um, yeah, I, I would, um, I'm going to be on these medicines forever. I'm going to. And I had to come to the realization that I'm going to be on these medications forever. And I'm going to do therapy until I feel like I don't need to do it anymore and that doesn't mean that I may not necessarily need it later on in life therapy is an ongoing thing I've done therapy when I was younger did therapy when I left one of my relationships therapy is an ongoing thing and so I I just feel like you know people need to be okay with taking medication they need to be okay with doing therapy um just like medication for your diabetes, just like medication for your high blood pressure can save your life, the medications for mental health can save your life too. It can prevent you from being suicidal. It can prevent you from, you know, um, using drugs.
son again. All right, hold on one second. Hold on, I gotta remove you again. Hold on. Sorry, guys. you know, if you yourself are not 
um, having any issues as far as mental health, don't make somebody feel bad because they are. Instead, encourage them to be able to share their story, encourage them to know that, hey, they're not alone. Even though I'm not necessarily going through it, I will be there to encourage you. I'll be there to, you know, listen to you when you need somebody to talk to or what have you. Let's be encouragers. Let's be promoters of mental health, guys. That's the point that I really want to drive home here in, in this particular talk. So we're about to close this out. Um, Nurse do you have anything else you want to tell the people before we before we uh, close out here? Um, I, I just feel like um, mental health is, is a very important topic. Um, I think we need to break the stigmas attached to, you know, mental health and mental health awareness. I think that people need to um, be more open to therapy and be more open to taking medications if need be. Um, and I feel like it's our job once we get things handled in the sense is to pay it forward and that's that's what I feel my duty is you know I, I've got things under control now I'm in a I'm in a much better space now and my job as a human being is to pay it forward so anybody who wants to talk to me about anything related to mental health I'm always there I you know I told you you know you know I don't care what time it is if you having a panic attack or what whatever call me text me and we'll talk so my door is always open for any people strangers i've i've talked to strangers on instagram that you know have seen my posts about like anxiety and stuff and talk to them about taking i will talk to anybody about it because that's my job that's my duty as a nurse and just as a human being to help people Absolutely, and she's not just saying that because she is exposed to my 8,000 plus followers or whoever's watching this video or listening to this broadcast, but she actually means that. She has done that for me. She's done that for other people, so I definitely appreciate her um, being very candid and being open to discuss those issues. Um, Shay's a, a great resource when it comes to mental because of her medical background and because she herself is living it she's living and she's living in her truth so nurse i definitely appreciate you coming up here and kicking it with us and you know this is an ongoing conversation this is just one uh, you know of many conversations that we can have but the conversation doesn't have to stop here you have people dealing with things out there um and so let's be promoters of mental health let's not shy away from it let's not shun people for speaking the truth because you never know um what breakthrough people can have or what breakdown people can have depending upon how you react to what they're dealing with. So, Nurse I definitely appreciate you coming on, kicking it with us. Thanks for having me. No problem. Coming on. You guys know how I rock. At the end of every um, episode, I send up a prayer for any one of those that need it. Um, You know, prayer is very important to me. Um, I'm not going to stop praying um, because, yes, I, you know, I do go to therapy you know, take medications to deal with my issues, but I also do have a relationship with God. Um, so if it's okay with you, uh, Nurse I'd like to go ahead and pray for you as well, for just being able to be used. And also anyone who is um, dealing with anything mentally, um, I want to pray that you get the breakthrough that you need to go forth and be courageous and be bold with your journey because no one can start that journey for you. It is a decision that you have to make to 
um, embark on the journey to your recovery uh, for mental health and also realizing that it's not something that's going to happen overnight. You can't take the medication, you know, once or twice and think everything's going to be good. You can't go to one or two therapy sessions and think that everything's going to be good. It's an ongoing process that you probably will have to deal with for the rest of your life, but will walk that journey boldly and proudly regardless of what anyone says and it is going to be my prayer that whoever whoever's listening to this that um needs like a boost on how to get started that they will figure out a way that they can do that so let us pray heavenly father we thank you right now lord we thank you for this day this moment this hour we thank you for this discussion on mental health we realize that with you anything is possible but we also realize that you provide us tools to embark on our journey to fix us that way we can be at an optimal level lord i, I lift up uh nurse Shea at this time thank you for her willingness to be a vessel to be used to promote mental health to promote healing when it comes to the mind lord continue to keep her continue to bless her continue to shield her from anything that may come to her or harm her or her family lord continue to allow her to lean on not her own understanding although she has a lot of knowledge but continue to lean on your understanding to be able to be a promoter of mental health lord it is also my prayer that anyone that is listening to the sound of my voice right now that may be struggling with mental health and that has not sought out treatment or has not sought out help for their mental health lord that you would intervene in that situation let them know that they are not alone let them know that they can seek out that help to be able to deal with those issues and let them not feel the shame for doing so because we know that mental health is something that is no respect of a person regardless of what status or what walk of life they may come from they may deal with their loss so we ask that we you give them the understanding of that and allow them to be able to seek out the treatment that they need lord and let us not forget to give you all the glory all the honor and all the praise because you alone are god and you are most certainly worthy of any and everything that we need we thank you for meeting our needs. We thank you for keeping us. We thank you for allowing us to be vessels to be used for the upbuilding of our community, Lord. And we ask all of these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. And let everyone say, Amen. 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 I appreciate you for your candidness. I appreciate you coming and kicking it with us here. So we are going to sign off at this time. This is another episode of Disciple Talks. I am your host, Esco the Disciple. Take care. God bless. I love you guys. But remember, God loves you more. Peace.